hear the word of the Lord. So this will not be a traditional Father's Day message. I'm just going to let you know. I'm standing in the kind of the office of prophet, speaking into the culture, what the Holy Spirit's doing. I think we stepped into something about a month ago. Uh, I remember last time, I, one of the last times I ministered, I told you I walked into this place and the Holy Spirit said, we're no longer looking for revival, it's already here. And that's, that Saturday is when I felt the shift. Everything we, that I've been prophesying into for two years, I believe, happened about a month ago. Very shortly after that, pastor went to Missouri and people got out of wheelchairs and all kinds of stuff, right? Pastor Lee ministered here and the Holy Spirit fell here while he was falling there. And I think things have been different ever since. So I think we are in revival. We prophesied over it during the four o'clock prayer time today. And uh, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, Philippians 1, 6, everything God has ordained in all 13 years that this church has been is going to be completed. So God is going to do what he said he would do, and he's going to be uh, uh, diligent about it. So revival is already here prophetically. Uh, the miraculous is being, we're seeing it happen every time we minister, Pastor and I and others. God is touching hearts and lives. How is your ankle, by the way? We want to get an update. What's the latest? It's getting better. Okay, good. Well, we, 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 Pastor felt God touched you, and we, we know it's going to get better and better. Okay, if you'll turn to Genesis chapter 1, I want to share on what biblical manhood looks like for the Father's Day side of it. And it also will include what biblical womanhood looks like. Um, since 1963, there's been an attack on the traditional family. When they took prayer and Bible reading out of school, man, things started going south really bad. So the, the enemy's been trying to undermine uh, what, a, what a traditional family is for all these 60 years or so. And I want to share with you what it was like in the beginning. Because God has not changed his mind. One of the biggest attacks lately, if you've watched the culture, is called transgenderism. Yeah. If you're a boy, you can decide, oh, today I feel like a girl. Or if you're a girl, you can wake up, oh, I don't feel, I feel like a guy today. That's not God's way. And I, I just felt the Holy Spirit convicting me all week. And I really battled with this, you know, I'm supposed to do this traditional Father's Day thing, but I just felt like I need to stand, or we need to stand, for what the biblical truth is. Because God hasn't changed his mind. So I'm going to slowly go through Genesis chapter 1 and show you some things about how God intends the culture to live out biblical truth. So look at, look at Genesis 1. I'll start with verse 1 and kind of skip down here. But it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and earth. In the beginning He did it. In the beginning He set everything in order. And He hadn't changed His mind. He has not, oh, the Bible's outdated. You hear that? They'll try to say this. The Bible is thousands of years old and it's outdated. Well, it's worked well for me, right, Pastor? Does it work well for you? <laughs> Anybody else in here? Has it worked well for you? 
Is it outdated for you? No, it is not. He has not changed. God has not changed his mind on anything. How he created this world to function and what, it, what it's supposed to look like for us as his creation. How we're supposed to do that. So it goes through the whole scenario. You've heard it before. He created this. He created that. And he says six times, I've, I've documented it, six times in Genesis 1, he says, and it was good. Everything he created was good. Verse 10 is the first time he says it. Let me start with verse 9, and then I'll show you. Then God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. If anybody's good at what he does, it's our father that we serve. Whatever he does, he does the best. There's no reason to change it. So that's the first time you hear it. Verse 11 and 12, let me read that for you. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. So he created the trees that are around you, and he said it's good. Verse, uh, you skip down to verse 18. Let me go to 17 and 18. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens and gave the light on the earth. It talks about some other things that he created, the lights, and, and gave light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that was good. So even as he created the universe, he said he looked at what he had created and said, this is good. That, are you getting the theme here? Everything he has created around us and in us as we embrace who he is, is good. There's no need to change it. Moving on, verse uh, 20, then God let the waters teem with swarms of, this, here's where he began to create some animals. As you know, let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that that was good. Every animal that you have, some animals drive you crazy, right? Does anybody have a pet that drives you crazy? They're still good. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Even if they drive you crazy, they're still good. So that, that is the, what is that, the third, fourth time? Now let's continue to move on. Verse 24, I'm going to skip down. And then, then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind. So here's where the cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind were created. And it was so. God made the, the beasts of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And God saw that that was good. So is he, is he, is he sad that he did anything yet? Not at all. He's excited actually to bring all this creation for us to enjoy. 
Then verse 26 is where we came into the picture. Then God said, let, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, God created man in his image. Think about that. In the image of God, he created him Male and female, that's where the ladies came in from Adam's rib. As you know, the, the verse, uh, chapter 2 talk tells us, he created them, God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the earth, Every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life has given every green plant for food for us. And it was so. And God saw all that he had made and behold, the sixth time it is very good. So I just want to bring that perspective to us that as the culture is trying to redefine marriage, they're trying to redefine what a man is, what a woman is, God never changed his mind. And we need to stand for biblical truth. I did a, a, a final devotion for the school I've been at for 20 years, and Miss Diana will remember, this is the time to stand for biblical truth. If there's ever a time the culture needs a biblical worldview, it's now. Sadly, some Christians are compromising their view of Scripture to not upset anybody. Can you imagine that? Oh, we don't want to say that. That might make them feel bad. Well, that's not what my Bible teaches me. I'm not I'm to be loving, but I'm not to compromise Scripture. I'm supposed to stand and say it's worked for... 2,000 or 4,000 years, whatever it is, and it still works today. It is not outdated. It is not changed. It is still changing hearts and lives. And so God is encouraging our hearts. Stand for biblical truth. Stand for the standards of Scripture because the culture, whether they appear to, really need what we have. And that's what we're facing one good news for us as church in one accord is we understand some things that they need. I'm just going to tell you some points here that I think are going to become real in the, in the years to come. The cultures going to, that have bought into this are going to turn around someday and say, they lied to me. I need some help. They're going to go on the Internet. They're going to look for someone who can help them get free from this. And they're going to find Pastor Bruce's books again. It happens all the time, doesn't it? They, they do an internet search. Who can help me? And they find his books. And they'll call him and say, when is your service? And he'll tell them and blah, blah, blah. They show up at the back door. That's going to begin to happen. Those that have bought into this attack on the family are going to say, they lied to me. Can you all help me? And Miss Martha, you're going to have to be ready. They're going to walk in that back door and tell you a transgender story. And y'all may have to write some new curse break. I don't know if it's already in there or not. But they're going to say, how do I get free from this? And we can be God's conduit to help them be free from that. 
Because God created a man for destiny. Not a man to change to a woman to do it. A man to fulfill destiny. God created a woman to fulfill destiny. And he's not going to change his mind. He's got a great plan for everyone who will come to him. And we are going to see opportunities in that back door where they tell us their story. We always say, right, Miss Martha, we've heard it all. We're going to hear some things we haven't heard before, and we just got to be ready. They're going to tell us the story, how they bought into lies. And we got to say, but we've got a loving father who still has a great plan for you. Can you help break this off of it? We're going to say, yes, we can. Just come to the Friday night service and we'll help break that curse off of you. So they need what we have at COA. They need to hear and see a biblical worldview lived out. That's why we cannot compromise on what the scripture says about this. They will so be touched by what they hear here that they, they will have their blinders taken off and they'll really begin to see what God called and created them to be. And they're going to begin to, to embrace it. The third step for us will be when they get free, we get the opportunity to be their mentors to help them live the new life that God gives them. So these things are progressively going to happen. I don't, it could be years from now before it starts. I don't know. But I'm telling you, we need to be a, a ready example of how to live the Christian life the way the Scripture says and how to help them to embrace the same thing. So be ready to be involved in curse-breaking for their sake, inner healing for their sake, and be, turn around and be a mentor to help them live the Christian life the way it's supposed to be. Then the fourth step is going to be the, the, the good news. They're going to begin to find what they've been called to do all their life. Because the blinders will be taken away. The lies of the enemy will be removed. And they'll begin to step in to what God created them always to be. That's why it's so important that we maintain a biblical worldview. Their destiny is based on that. The culture is trying to, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, pat them on the head. It's okay if you think you're, you're born a man and you want to be a girl now. No, it's not. It's not biblically the way God designed it. And as we stand lovingly, God's going to use us to help them. So he, here's the, this, you could write this down. God has not created transgenderism. He's created transformation. Come on, somebody give me a, <laughs> is that a good word? It's not transgender, it's transformation. His desire when they come in that back door is to not pat on the, oh, okay, that's what you think. No, we're going to say, God wants to set you free so you can become all he's called you to be. So curse breaking will open their hearts to the best that God has for them. They will begin to do, as the scripture says, Psalm 27, 13, they will see the goodness of God in the land of the living here in other places. We're not going to be the only place. There's going to be others doing the same thing, Pastor. They're going to read your books and say, we want what, what COA has. They're going to start putting that into their theology so they can help those that are in need. So they will see that happen in them. They will rejoice in God's goodness in their own lives as they let him live in them and re reveal himself to them on a daily basis. 
God will let us as COA take up the mantle to be ready to help them with curse-breaking prayers and healing prayers that they, they will realize they need. And in the end, God's best that is in store for these that are hungry for it will begin to be released in their life and they'll begin to be all that he's called them to be. That is what he's calling in this Father's Day weekend. Stand for biblical truth. Be men of God as the head of your household. And ladies, be the woman of God that you are to be under submission to the head that is over you, whatever that may be. So God, you are doing a work in this hour. You are preparing those that will hear his voice to continue to say this Bible has not changed. It is, it is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13 tells us. And if we will embrace that, we're going to see many people transformed and changed by the power of God. So that is his, his call. Be ready when they come to us. Be ready to let him continue to change you. I, I've been here three years, and I'm a different man than I was when I walked in. Because God has been setting me free more. I'm enjoying life more in the last six months than I've ever had in a long time. Because he's setting me free from strongholds I had. And the more you're set free, the more you can enjoy the life he has for you. And uh, I'm going to get to enjoy that even more in my trip to see my wife. So expect these things to happen. Expect Nikki and others in here. Catherine, we're... We've been deputizing you. Y'all can be involved in this. We're going to train y'all how to do this. So be ready to be in ministry sessions where you can be a part of seeing transformation. Because they're going to, I'm going to tell you prophetically, they're going to show up at that door with stories that we've never heard, Miss Martha. (laughs) We won't be able to say we've heard it all. This will be some new stuff. But I'm telling you ahead of time, it's going to happen. And when they do, don't be shocked. Don't let them see it. Just go, okay, this is new, but I I think God can handle this. And he can through yielded hearts that are willing to let him. So that is prophetically what's coming. It did not catch God off guard. None of this stuff going on in the culture has caught him off guard. In fact, he actually said in the scripture it would uh, reprobate type beliefs would start to happen in the end times. But we can't be shocked by it. We just have to keep loving and presenting the truth that Jesus still saves, heals, and delivers in this hour. And he hadn't changed his mind about any of it. So that is what God wants to see released through COA is that we will be a pathway of healing for many of a hungry heart. And we're going to see it again and again and again as we are diligent to keep our heart in the harvest and seeing that harvest daily. So let me pray a sealing prayer over that, and then I'm going to open the altar up for ministry time uh, That you, if you have a prayer need of any kind. Father, we just thank you uh, that none of this, like I said, has caught you off guard. You knew the culture would get this wacky, if you can, I can use that term. But it's not caught you off guard. You still love them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him 
should not perish but have everlasting life. You still want to extend the saving grace of Calvary's cross to these hungry hearts. And I, I, I know you're going to draw them to that back door. They're going to get saved. They're going to get healed. And they're going to get delivered as they encounter who Jesus really is. So draw them even now to a, a saving knowledge of who you are. And bless each family here. Bless each one that calls COA their home. That good and great things are going to happen because of the healing anointing that's in this place, the delivering anointing that's in this place, the salvation, many salvations will happen in this house in the coming months uh, to come, I, I believe prophetically. We are in revival. It's no longer looking toward it. It's here. And I, I look forward to seeing it continue in Jesus' name do a work that only you can do. So that, that is, I believe, God's heart. If you need special prayer, I'm going to open the altar up. I'll be over here. I'm talking prayer about anything. It didn't have to be related to my subject. It could be financial need. It could be a healing need. It could be whatever the Holy Spirit has for you. We'll get the music going here in a minute. I'll be available. Pastor Will, Miss Martha. Whatever you need prayer for, yeah, go. I'll handle it today, okay. So if you need special prayer of any kind, I'll be up here to help you. So that's what uh, I'm called to do as associate pastor here is to uh, help facilitate what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Father, just do a work that only you can do. Uh, if there's a, a healing need, Physical healing, I sense there's physical healing needs in the house tonight. Uh, may you meet that, them at the point of their need and say yes and amen to everything that they...